0: Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system.
1: But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it.
0: Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words.
1: Nobody knows the system better than me, which
0: is why I alone can fix it.
2: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, broadcasting once again from the closest thing I have to a home, (laughs) deep behind enemy lines. And back with me after our brief vacation hiatus is the one and only Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man?
1: Not much. Yeah, you've you've been... Lucky you were you were able to uh, record from the road on your various travels. I was up in the mountains in Montana, and we had virtually no cell phone service most of the time. And uh, Wi-Fi was equally sketchy, if existent at all. So that's perfect. Perfect. I, I, y'all are all lucky that I even bothered to come back. I about abandoned <laughs> my family and just stayed, stayed on top of a mountain.
2: Yeah, that does sound kind of nice to just sort of unplug for a while. I basically did that just because I, the internet on the islands and in Greece was not great. But I also didn't have like a, well, for like the first week or so, I didn't have a like an international SIM card, so I just wasn't using my phone. Yeah, it's nice to get away from everything, but also nice to be back. It's I was getting a little anxious, like not being in a routine and drinking every day <laughs> and not working as much as i feel like i should be so it's uh it's good to be back here feels nice and comfortable and doing the podcast again so we got a lot of stuff to catch up on because it's been like probably i don't know a week and a half or something since we've done an episode
1: yeah at least at least a week and a half if not longer yeah because we were say so we had uh we had considered doing something on friday but it wasn't going to work out. And we were, I was leaving for leaving for our trip. So we, uh, we drove out, we left Friday night and we went and saw we stopped and saw a bunch of sites on the way on Saturday and saw Rushmore, which is really cool. Um, and then finished the finished the travel on Saturday or on Sunday. And then Monday I took a hike up a mountain. I took a four hour hike just up a mountain and, Oh my gosh. It was amazing. And apparently there's like another two hours worth of hiking that I could go to get all the way to like go over the the top where there's like these lakes and stuff. And I, I considered doing it later in the week and I ended up not doing it because I took, I took the kids with me for the hike the next few times and uh, just wouldn't have been able to do it. But man, I really, I really wanted to just take a tent and just stay up there. Like Mm -hmm. that would have been amazing. But anyway, we're yeah, back. That
2: does sound nice. <laughs> back in good old Indiana.
1: Yeah. Yeah, without any hills at all.
2: Yeah, that's really flat. <laughs> all right. Well, um where should we start today?
1: I mean, the thing that hit the news today was LeBron James's son. You want to start with that and then we'll Yeah. Then we can kind of take it from there. Quick.
2: Just a, another little anecdotal anecdotal evidence of something going on here with um, people who I'm guessing have been vaccinated. Do we know his vaccination status?
1: We don't know it officially, but LeBron was very critical of players who were not getting it in the NBA. So I
2: figured he would be. Even though like
1: it seems like a safe assumption, even though we don't know a hundred percent for sure.
2: Yeah, he's never really had a take that I agree with. So it's a safe bet to assume that he would be wrong on this issue as well. Uh but yeah, another how old he's 19 or something. 18,
1: I think. I think.
2: 18 or 18 or 19 years old at a basketball practice and suffers cardiac arrest. That's got to be virtually impossible in a post-COVID world. I mean, how many 19-year-olds that are in shape, that play sports, are having heart attacks? How many 19-year-olds in general are just having heart attacks pre-2020? Especially
1: when you're in peak physical condition, like, you know, co- college athlete yeah, type. Yeah, come of, from uh,
2: good stock. <laughs> like. This this is just, it, it's unbelievable that no, like, again, and nobody's interested in this. It's always, or they're interested in the story that, like, oh, you know, like thoughts and prayers, our hearts go out to the, the James family or whatever. Okay. But like, what about what's causing all of these kids to just suffer heart attacks? And then, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we touched, uh, we talked about uh, Jamie Foxx, who was pressured into getting vaccinated. And I saw a picture of him recently. He looked like death warmed over. <laughs> yeah, there was
1: a bunch of like conspiracy type stuff of people talking about is this really him? Is this a clone? Is he actually dead? Blah blah blah, all this stuff. And um Gus, our our friend and former sponsor of the show that does photography professionally, he had explained some of the pictures to me at one point. I think it was with the Fetterman stuff. Um where when you look at like a side-by-side, you know, you've got the one that's obviously it's professional shoot. And then you've got the other one that is clearly taken with like a, a a cell phone or something. And so the way he was explaining it is when you're looking at these, like the professional shoot is done in a very particular way. There's some airbrushing, some editing, plus just the, the way the, the picture is framed and everything and the way the, a professional lens and, and camera picks up the proportions of the person's face and everything versus the way your phone camera does that. That's a lot of the explanation, but at the same time, when you look at some of these, like, okay, I, I get some of that, like with the proportions and stuff, but I, it, it literally looks like he has a different shaped head. It like, there are things that just, <laughs> don't seem to add up. And there are people that are like, you know, well, he's sick. He just looks like somebody that's sick. Like I've had some pretty fucking gnarly colds and COVID a couple times. And I still looked mostly like this. I, I mean, the last time I had COVID, I didn't miss a single episode of anything.
2: Um, yeah, well, he was whatever, like what he, he had like a stroke or something. I forget exactly what the I mean, I don't even know if they told us really what was going on but it was uh, pretty it was serious. Crazy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And not like is anybody actually looking into the cause of this? Are we just going to come up with more bullshit? Climate change excuse, oh the the weather was really hot. <laughs> like people are having more heart attacks. It's like dude, I I mean, I played ev- just about every sport as a kid and I played uh what? Two in uh, in high school up to the varsity level. Um, Chicago gets pretty hot in the summer, you know, 95, 98 degrees, like close to 100% humidity. We're doing two a days for football. Uh, I'm playing two baseball games every fucking Saturday and Sunday. We're having four hour practices and things like that. Uh, Never saw one kid drop from a heart attack. (laughs) Saw some kids puke, (laughs) but that's about it.
1: We had... We have one dude at the school in 1992 that had some sort of a uh, genetic heart condition. And when he came home from football practice that afternoon, he laid down on the couch and his heart just stopped. But, you know, like that would happen once in 40 years. Right. Now it's happening once a week, if not more frequently than that
2: yeah and it's i don't think it's just like oh we're, we're paying attention to it more it's like no 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 when a kid has a heart attack everybody notices that and maybe it has nothing to do with the vaccine but it has to do with something there's something that um people younger people are doing to themselves these days that is causing this and i don't know if it's something in the food and the water uh whatever but One big change took place over the last couple of years, and now we're seeing another big change in in what's happening to seemingly very healthy people. It's uh, almost
1: almost specifically very healthy people. Yeah. In particular, in the. I think it's I think I think it's 14 to 24 uh, young males in the 14 to 24 year old age bracket who are like athletic like healthy that play sports and stuff like that that's the that's the the key demographic that has seen the biggest spike over the last two years of of heart condition and and uh, cardiac arrest and stuff like that like that that's that's fucking scary like that's not something that just should happen
2: right because i mean they're the ones that are putting the most stress on their heart even though it's like healthy it should be healthy stress you know you're exercising you're playing sports um you're being active normally that's a good thing now the fat fuck eating cheetos and playing video games on the couch all day seems to be safer in the short term (laughs) long term he's gonna you know get his foot cut off from diabetes but right now he's fine yeah. And uh, like I I just want some somebody to look into this. How about a study, some research being done, but it just seems like nothing. It just seems no, like they come up with the dumbest like the dumbest explanation for it and that's going to be the settled science.
1: Instead what they're researching is how dangerous the heat is. We set we set a new a new record temperature for the globe every single fucking day somehow. Um I it hasn't here it hasn't broken the highs that we had like last year yet. Like we're we're still middling in the mid to upper eighties most days. I, I think it might. I think it might have broken ninety today, but like it really hasn't been hot there. And they're but they're tracking how many people have have died in national parks this year because of the heat. And it's a it's a catastrophic event. If, and but then if you go and look at uh, I wish I, I'd saved that article. If you go and look at the article and they track like all of the all of the deaths uh, from from heat related incidents at national parks, it's five. That's it. There's been five. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: like a a people percent increase. Two people got gored by bison at Yellowstone while we were there last week. Like bison are more dangerous than fucking heat incidents at a national park. But never mind.
2: Right. Well, I, I know Europe is having apparently record. record hot summer Um, i heard that some greek um, government employees just didn't show up to work because it was too hot and it was like i don't know it was like 100 degrees or something maybe a little warmer but yeah it's not it's not that hot i mean it was not as hot as it is in some places in mexico like months ago mexico mexico merida mexico in march march april was 100 degrees every day that's, that's, yeah
1: i saw some person or some uh supposedly like scientist or something that had posted on twitter uh that every day that it's over 90 degrees is a potentially fatally uh dangerous day for you to be outside i'm like bitch that's literally every day from march through <laughs> yeah. october in the in like the southern part of the country like when I went down in the Mississippi Delta by late March, early April, it was 90 degrees by eight o'clock every morning. Like,
2: yeah, it's basically if your age matches the temperature, then yes, it's potentially dangerous for you. <laughs> it's like you have to be in your 90s and like not drinking water and outside for an extended period of time walking around or something for some odd reason for you to uh po- for the heat to pose any risk to you. It really is unbelievable. Yeah, all this climate change. Uh where, I mean it's like the biggest culprit of all time. It get it gets blamed for everything. Anything that goes wrong, it's climate change. Anyway, I'm sure he'll uh LeBron James kid. I don't know what his son's name is. I'm sure he'll bounce back.
1: I you really don't know his the the kid's name is Bronny. Oh god. <laughs> I
2: I literally just hate everything about this guy. I I hate his, like, he gets away with the most egregious traveling I've ever seen. Like, I thought basketball traveling was bad in, like, the the late 90s. (laughs) LeBron comes in. Like, he'll cover half the court without dribbling. Just take, like, four steps. And then all the flopping that he does is just infuriating. And then all the China shit. Yeah, I just I literally hate everything about him. So
0: I think hopefully this is
2: gonna be okay. Should probably change yeah. his name, Bronny James. <laughs> Jesus.
1: I think there's a new rule that's supposed to be going into effect next year. That's gonna be either a fine or, um, uh, or like assessing a a technical or something for flopping. Like they're gonna start punishing flopping. So yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, if we're judging LeBron James based on how he uh, falls after being touched. Like I could kick the ever loving shit out of him without even breaking a sweat. And yet he's what six, seven, 250 pounds or whatever it is. Like he should be able to squash me like a bug. But yeah, if you breathe on him, he just falls over. All right. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, um, LeBron did instead of going to basketball camp, he probably should have gone to, uh, to one of these transgender camps
2: ah yeah that have been open up. <laughs> transgender <laughs> summer camps so when i was a kid i used to i went to a summer camp it was like you know you go for like 10 days or something or two weeks and uh we back then we had archery and riflery uh you could go like mountain biking you could do water sports i'm trying to think of what else we would do like shit like that <laughs> You go on hikes. Um now I guess they just round up all your kids and send them who, who identify as transgendered. What do you do at a trans transgender camp?
1: Uh probably who knows? Probably learn about your ah, they learn about uh gender liberation.
2: Gender liberated facilities. Yeah, unlike traditional summer camps that require separate bathrooms and sleeping areas for boys and girls, some transgender camps don't segregate childrens by sex. <laughs> this would be great if you were uh, a fucking teenage boy. You pretend to be trans, get to sleep with, and uh, in the girls' room. Uh, yeah, wow. This just has disaster written all over it. Uh, not only will they be brainwashing your children and reinforcing all of these ridiculous ideas about gender identity and sexuality, but it just seems like it's, you know, if if you had an issue with, um, you know, men using the women's bathroom, you're like sending them to an entire camp of that.
1: (laughs) Well, and like the the headline for it said, like psychologists are are concerned about this because you're sending kids these things that is going to, and I guess this, that you know, this is the whole crux of the, the trans movement and pushing it on kids is they're going to give ideas to these kids that are going to be lasting and are going to stick with them that otherwise is probably just a phase that they would like move out of if given enough time. I I've done a, I've done an episode on a couple different uh, articles that it was a one of them in particular was a lesbian couple that had uh two little boys and they they started transitioning one of them at like 9 years old or 10 years old or something like that and because that's what the therapist was telling them to do and they were you know they were all about the LGBT everything started transitioning the kid and then and then the younger one started wanting to do that too just because he saw the attention that those the older colors. one was getting yeah. and so then then they're like hold on like the younger one doesn't show any of the signs that the older one does that or was showing and then the older one stopped showing those signs and it like just kind of was obviously a phase that he was growing out of and so then they go they started to transition the younger one and end up turning around and like detransitioning both of them, stopped doing the therapist stuff, like basically turned on the whole, uh, you know, the whole TQ nonsense. Like, you know, people who were otherwise allies saw how the therapist and the whole thing was fucking up these kids. And I was like, no, nah, we gotta, like, we're, we've already damaged these kids psychologically enough. We gotta pull them out of this and start to, like, do something reasonable Uh, like that it's fucking insane what they're doing to children through this kind of bullshit
2: yeah it's insane and the amount of people that are unwilling to take a stand against this is insane to me i mean this isn't like a brave stand that i feel like i'm taking here this is just like common sense i'm not going along with this because it's ridiculous and it's so damaging I mean, God forbid they should have, what, three months off from the government indoctrination centers that <laughs> we got to send them to camp for the same thing. It's unbelievable. It's unfucking believable I can't imagine any parent, like, as a parent, being like, I think my kid should go to transgender summer camp. Why wouldn't he just go to a normal summer camp? Like, I, I just don't understand what merit that could possibly have, even if you are pro LGBTQ2S uh, slgbtqia plus
1: Did you see the did you see the study and maybe we talked about this before I went on vacation um the the study that that showed that like 70% of kids who identify as transgender have a mother with some sort of a psychological problem like that that has to see a therapist and is on some sort of uh, like emotional or psychologically regulating drug of some sort.
2: I did not see that study, but I can't say I'm, su- I'm only surprised that it's only 70%. <laughs> I think it'd be closer to 90.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that like, there's a problem. Uh, n- number one, a lot of these are single moms. Like the, the lack of a father figure is, is pretty damning. And then the ones who aren't single, the dad is just some like pussy cuck who won't do anything to be a to be a father or a husband. Like, let's be misogynistic. Okay, most of the world's problems could be solved if men weren't such fucking pussies and just put women back in the kitchen and started (laughs) running shit. Like, Ken got it right in the Barbie movie. Ken was the good guy. Barbie is the bad guy.
2: Dude, so I I actually tried to watch that movie today. I was like, I got to see what all the backlash is about. It is unwatchable. Unfucking watchable. I had it on for 20 minutes and like I was like half paying attention to it, half like doing stuff on my phone, but it was torture. The first like fucking couple of minutes of it are torture. I I don't understand what the movie was supposed to be about. Um and i don't understand what the backlash is other than it's just unwatchable shit it's terrible it's one of the dumbest fucking worst things i've watched in recent memory
1: oh, well they can't all they can't all be uh okay,
2: so are they they the backlash was like uh, they made men look stupid or something like that
1: uh a lot there's there's a lot of different backlash there's backlash because it's promotes a lot of like woke feminist bullshit but also the way it promotes the woke feminist bullshit could almost be seen as a dig against the woke feminist bullshit because like uh it's like my stepdaughter saw it and she and she her reaction was like i guess i get the feminism side of it but i really didn't like it like it was that part of it was terrible I was like this is an 18-year-old girl. It's like the feminism side of this movie was awful and is not what feminism is even supposed to be. So like they're they the whole thing was, I don't know, go in go into it just knowing that it's gonna be stupid and pointless. I couldn't get I couldn't,
2: get, I couldn't do that to I, myself. I tried, I gave it 20 minutes, and it just seemed like they were dancing around for 20 minutes saying hi to each other. And yeah i mean ken was like a male bimbo it's like all right yeah we have we have mimbos around we've had mimbos since seinfeld with hunky tony
1: you you got to get past that part you got to get past him being a bimbo when he becomes enlightened and figures out that oh shit dudes can actually like run shit we don't have to all spend our time competing to chase barbie we can just be in control that's when that's when it starts to get good and then so that's ah, okay. you got you to gotta make yeah,
2: it in the second hour. It's like, <laughs> things are fucking it's a, like hour and 48 minutes or something. I was like no fucking way I'm watching this whole thing. No goddamn <laughs> way. And then I guess that Oppenheimer film has also been making a lot of noise.
1: Well, Oppenheimer Oppenheimer is a is a terrible racist misogynistic film because there are no people of color. You don't get a woman until like 20 minutes in, and then there's a sex scene immediately. Women have a completely uh, just like downplayed role in the movie. Like Again, no people of color whatsoever. There's no trans or gay representation. It's just a bunch of straight white dudes. Sounds like a really good movie. The it
2: sounds uh, like it's got potential. If they're not forcing in roles of people that, didn't, that weren't actually there, changing people's color, forcing in gay people into a storyline that has that has no business being there. Yeah, it sounds like a movie from maybe 30 years ago. I like it.
1: If you're going to do a period piece like that's what that's the way you have to do it. You need to do it <laughs> right, like actually if it's going to be a historical account of something that happened, then just tell it the way it happened. You don't need to shoehorn in a bunch of dumb bullshit that didn't exist at the time and try to make a, you know, a statement out of it. Just tell the fucking story.
2: Yeah, it's it's shocking that that's that's what gets the backlash these days uh, from from the left and not the. uh, The cuties type movies and stuff like our shows, whatever that was. And speaking of backlash from the left. I think we need to discuss what's been going on with our one of our favorite Twitter punching bags, Nina Turner, and the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> this is pretty-
2: I, I saw I saw this. I was like, you know, what? I was on I was on the beach and I was like looking at my phone or whatever, and I was like, oh wow, they're getting into it. And I I don't know. Did you you followed this pretty closely?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. This has been. Highly entertaining. Uh, Let me pull up this video and we'll get the little introduction to it. And then we can we can get a little more in depth with it.
0: Okay. Nina Turner tweeted the following. Insulin should be free. Medicine should be free. That is probably the most innocuous tweet I've ever seen in my life. This is something where if you pulled it, like 80 percent of the American people would agree. It's very basic, basic left wing stuff. Hey, we should have this thing called the Commons that is publicly funded. And it should be the necessities of life. File it under the duh category. Well, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire decided to chime in and show their whole ass to the world. And they said, Nina Turner picking crops should be free.
2: All right. Yeah, let's stop there. So
1: <laughs> for the record, I absolutely hate this Kyle Kalinske, dude. I've oh, got yeah. i has got huge. him blocked on everything. He's such a fucking tool.
2: Yeah, he absolutely is. First of all, I I hope eighty percent of people don't agree that uh, just about like literally everything should be free. Uh, I find these tweets infuriating. From her, they're they're just so sing songy and stupid. It's like something a a four year old would say. Her entire account is basically just this should be free, that should be like. Let me pull up some of her tweets it's every like she just picks one thing that she's like thinking about that day and she's just like oh well this should be free everything should be free health care should be free mental health care should be free college should be free
1: i finally hit the point that i got i got tired of trolling response or of trolling her tweets with my replies and and I just went ahead and muted her because I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. Like,
2: yeah, you can't. I mean, it's just it's too it's too stupid. Um, yeah, no one should have to pay for insulin. Uh, stu- ch- school children shouldn't have to pay for lunches. L- school lunches should be free. Healthcare should be free. Um, unskilled labor is a myth. All labor is skilled. <laughs> Everyone deserves a living wage. Um, this is the mind of Nina Turner, ladies and Nobody gentlemen. Nobody
1: can ever define what a living wage is. Nobody can ever oh, define Of course
2: not. And then she's been caught paying uh, offering to pay her staff $15 an hour when claiming everyone deserves at least 25. She's been defiantly eld. It's just like uh she has no understanding of basic economics. This childish view of the world where everything should be free. And this idiot too, is going to get into what they actually mean by that. And it's like, well then just say what you mean. He's like, everybody knows that when you, well, we can just go ahead and roll it. Or, but let's talk about the, so the libertarian party of New Hampshire, which has been definitely the most um, controversial, I think wing of the libertarian party in terms of their tweets. Like they, they throw a lot of punches out there. And this one's kind of funny. I mean, I understand why people are like, "Ah, that's not the right approach with this one, because it just gives them the whole racist card to play. So I don't know how productive it is for if you're trying to win over an audience that already isn't on your um, particular wavelength. But to me, it made me chuckle because I actually see... I see the the connection between um, forcibly taking people's money and forcing them to work for no money. It's a distinction without a difference.
1: Well, and that, that was kind of the thing was it it creates conversation it creates buzz. people start talking about it and and then there are other people who are chime in and they're like, yes, uh, the federal government currently takes an average of like 27 percent of your income every year. So you are literally a slave for twenty seven percent of the year, where you're not earning an income. It is all going to the government. At what at what point is them stealing your income not slavery? Right.
2: It's That's- it's the the tale of the slave, which is a great little thought experiment, uh, where it's just like okay, if slavery is somebody um, you work for somebody and they take one hundred percent. Of the fruits of your labor. Um, let, let's say that's day one, right? And uh, if you don't work, they whip you and they beat you and they punish you. And then you know they come back to you and they say, "Okay, you know we're we're uh, we're not gonna beat you anymore, <laughs> you know, if you don't follow our rules." And you're like, "Okay, that's that's great, but uh, you're still taking everything that I I've earned." And then, you know, a little time goes by and they come back and you're like, all right, listen, um, we're only going to take half of everything that you earn, uh, that you you work for. You get to keep the other half. It's like, okay. And then the next step is you don't even have to stay on the plantation anymore. You can go out into the world. You can do any job that you want as long as you give us 30% of everything that you make. <laughs> it's just like when you when you get down to it, I forget all the the steps in the story you can you can google that but it's called tale of the slave at what point um is this person no longer a slave just because they they stopped beating you and they let you go out into the world and pick your job but if they you know if they're still taking 30% of everything that you earn 20% of everything that you earn uh how how are you still not a slave yeah, and so and that's why we say taxation is theft, and that's why th- this tweet makes sense if you're not being obtuse because people have like somebody has to pay for it, right? Uh, these things don't just grow on trees, things have to be produced. And they say, Well, the, the government picks up the tabs, like, well, where does the government get their money from? Well, they take it from the citizens. Uh, nobody voluntarily pays their taxes. You can go read my my Substack about voluntary compliance if you if you want. Um, I, I actually highly recommend it. But um, you're not voluntarily complying because there's punishment if you don't comply. So they are forcibly taking money from people. They are enslaving you for 27, 35, whatever it is, whatever they take. They're enslaving you for that portion of your life and taking that money and spending it on things or Nina Turner wants her to wants them to spend it on insulin and everything else that she thinks should be free
1: and who gets to decide what's free like are we just letting anybody decide what's free and at that point like everything's going to be free and if everything's free somebody has to produce everything so now the people who are producing it aren't going to get paid for it because it's all free right
2: Right, and that's the same thing when they they say things like healthcare is a, a human right and everything. Like none of these things are rights if you have to basically conscript somebody to provide it for you. Um, that's not how rights work. That's not what freedom is about. But yeah, I I tweeted at Nina Turner. I told her that she could save a lot of time tweeting if she just told us what should not be free. I think that's a much shorter list according to her. Um, than just every day picking like ten things that you think should be free and tweeting that out, man, it's like her and Bernie Sanders just die a little inside every time they have to actually spend money on something. Anyway, let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and roll this this guy's recap of the the whole event here.
0: So, uh, Nina quote tweets the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire that exact tweet I just read to you, and she says this is racist and anti-black. Period. In no way is advocating for free insulin comparable to chattel slavery, shameful and uneducated. Okay, it doesn't stop. It continues, it continues. So they say to her, you shouldn't pick crops for free because you're black. Oh, well, thank you. How kind of you, Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. You should pick crops as reparations, huh? For the rights you violated as a politician. Care to elaborate on the rights that you're referring to that uh, Nina Turner violated? I'd love to hear you lay out in specific detail what the hell you're talking about. Now, look, you know these people. What would these hardcore extremist libertarians say? Basically, any government intervention at all, any intervention at all, is illegal. It's immoral. It's unfair. It is theft, effectively. That's what they say. But I got news for you, my dude. The overwhelming majority of people don't agree with you. They believe in this thing called a social contract, which you act like doesn't exist. You act like it's not even a viable opinion to believe in the idea of a social contract, regardless of the particulars. So Nina says, just to be clear, pause
2: it right here. (laughs) So at at least he got one thing right, that we would consider any government intervention into people's lives immoral (laughs) and theft. Uh the idea again, check out the, the Substack if you haven't already. I covered the social contract extensively as well. Um, this the whole idea of a social contract is flawed. Uh, just from the very beginning, it, it uses circular logic. We don't have time to get into the whole thing today, so I will direct you to the, the Substack article, but Wow. Yeah. He's he's just so pompous and like, oh, everyone, everyone agree. Like the overwhelming majority of people agree. Once upon a time, the overwhelming majority of people agreed that slavery was the way of the world. That That's like the only way we can get things done. It's, it's just such a funny position to take to appeal to majority when you're discussing slavery. Because, man, the entire fucking world was on board with that. For a really long time. And who were the who were the first ones to come out against slavery? It was libertarians. They were the original abolitionists. Like it's unbelievable. But he actually named some libertarians uh later on, too, which is also pretty funny. How little they know about uh libertarianism in general, other than taxationist theft, which they it doesn't even seem like they can connect the dots on that. Like they've just heard it. And they've never tried to think about it logically or or make any sense of it. They just write it off as ridiculous and sort of like throw it back at us as as if um, we're the idiots. Oh, go ahead.
1: I wasn't saying like we're – yeah, we'll just roll it. It, it, This is –
0: everything about this, I hate this guy so much.
2: He is such a – dude, he is such a douche. Yeah, it's
0: unbelievable. should not have to pay on average $98 a vial when it costs $10 to produce. This belief prompted this party to say, you should pick props. Now, by the way, I don't know if her numbers are even right there. I thought that insulin costs less than $10 to make. But either way, look, you look at every other developed country, and they have free health care. It's free at the point of service. Pay for by tax dollars.
1: How's that working out? How's that working out for them? You get made in fucking Canada. You, like... What's the what's the healthcare service actually like in these other countries? Because by and large, it's pretty not fucking good. Like, uh, people flee from those countries to come here to get our expensive healthcare service because they can actually get the treatment that they need, as opposed to waiting until they literally die before anybody will see them in their own countries. Like, let's yeah, let's it, not act like they're accomplished. Like all of the you know the rest of the civilized world and their right. free the health. The civilized is world
2: expensive. is a utopia. Yeah, I mean. It's probably good for certain things, like if you have a very basic thing wrong with you, like a broken bone or something that almost any idiot doctor can fix like pretty easily. you just you set it and you wrap it in a cast kind of thing. I'm sure it's great for that. But if you have something that like complicated, that's seriously wrong with you, um, but maybe not life threatening, but sort of debilitating, like you got to get in line. And you got to wait like they got to ration that shit. But and uh, let's see. I mean, what did she say? I I just it it drives me crazy the way that they uh, they can't even give the the tweet like an honest recap. (laughs) She's like, I said insulin should be free. And you told me to go pick cotton. It's like, that's not what they said. It's like, yes, the words pick cotton were in the sentence, but that is not what they meant. That's not what they told you to do. They were making a point. And yes, they made it in the offensive way, okay, to sort of, you know, get a reaction from people and um, get noticed. But they didn't just tell her to go pick, like, shut up and go pick cotton. That's not what they said. (laughs) That's the
0: way it works in every other developed country. Uh, Even when it comes to the pharmaceutical industry, you know you go and pay a flat rate of like ten dollars or twenty dollars or whatever it is in the UK, and you get any medicine you need. Even if that medicine costs sixty-eight thousand dollars, you go and pay your flat ten dollars, twenty dollars fee, and you're good. And you're good. Is that the way it works? If I'm not mistaken, I believe there was a a fact that it's like. Um, Go ahead and pause it.
2: I I don't know what the flat rate is that they i mean i know that i have seen people in the uk and europe they post like they try to like dunk on america and they'll post like like i was just in the hospital for like four days and they did you know a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff to me and my bill is only like x number of dollars and it was like nothing i will tell you that uh, a 10 minute ride from the airport cost me fucking 45 british pounds (laughs) so like it's not a cheap like these aren't cheap countries so like everything else is a lot more expensive there too so i don't know if they pay ten dollars like a ten dollar copay or something but um i couldn't get a fucking a taxi for less than like 35
1: and they're not allowed to turn the heat on in the winter and there is that
2: (laughs) oh yeah and by the way like all of these people that complain i mean i agree i'm not saying like the US healthcare system isn't completely fucked up. It absolutely is. It's a disaster. Um, They try to blame that on free market capitalism as if we have anything resembling that in the healthcare industry. But what's, I don't understand why all these people that complain endlessly about insulin, just go start producing insulin. If it's just like, oh, (laughs) these people are making like a fucking 10,000% profit on it, well, why don't why doesn't Nina Turner instead of tweeting about how it should be free, go produce it and make it free for everybody? Why are we just relying on everybody else to do it, or don't even make it free? Make it for ten dollars and sell it for twelve. Make a little bit of profit there. I know they think profits are evil, but I won't well, enslave I might- you, Nina. You can go make all the insulin you want and so like why aren't you doing that? And then you get into the real reason, like one of the real reasons why it's so fucking expensive. Good luck be getting through the government red tape to make and sell insulin. Good luck with that. That's
1: it. There it is. That, like they complain about how much all of this stuff costs, and it should all be free. You know, if we removed all of the government bullshit that's driving the prices up, and has been for literally decades. Like once the government started getting involved in pharmaceuticals and in the medical and healthcare industry, that's when the prices of all this stuff started going up. You didn't have these problems 50 years ago. It was once the government started putting their fingers in the pot, then the prices started to go up. If you remove all of that stuff, we could have a similar or even more competitive market than what all of these other countries that have free health care have. But no, we've got like the the, the solution is not to have the government cover all the costs and give everybody free health care. The solution is to get the government out of it entirely and let the thing work the way it was intended to and the way it did 50, 60 years ago.
2: Right, and it's just like you have you have no idea how it's expensive. It's going to get when the government makes it free. Um, and if you look at the taxes that they pay in a lot of these countries where they have this so-called free healthcare, they are much higher than they are in in the U.S. So um, the the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the government comes in, completely fucks up the model for insurance in in healthcare. It's like uh, we're insuring against things that are guaranteed to happen. Uh, that's the last thing you do insurance is supposed to be for like rare events <laughs> you know it's like you have uh homeowner's insurance for when your house burns down uh you have auto insurance for when you get into a car accident you don't have like uh, car insurance for oil changes and rotating your tire like if you had to pay for insurance to rotate like get new tires every whatever it is twenty thousand miles well th- then the tire the tires are going to cost like ten times more because you have to pay for the tires, you have to pay the the labor, and then you have to pay for the insurance to insure against something that's guaranteed to fucking happen. It, it, it's unbelievable, like the the stupidity of these people is it, just crazy. And yeah, if you go Wait, back what's... to like the the nineteen like fifties and shit, uh, it, you talk to uh, you know Ron Paul used to talk about this when he was a doctor. Um, I, I know, uh, I think it might have been. It might've been Irwin Schiff, Peter Schiff's dad used to sell insurance, like life insurance policies were $5 a year or something, or $5 $5 a year or $5 a month. Like it was just, you had catastrophic life insurance uh, or health insurance policies. And now it's like, well, you have Obamacare, like they, you have to get covered for all of these things. Like my mom, my mom's health insurance covers like pregnancy and stuff. My mom's 67 years old. <laughs> she couldn't get pregnant if she wanted to. It's just like, it, it's so ridiculous. You have to you have to pay for all these things that you don't want or you don't need. Otherwise, your plan doesn't comply with the Affordable Health Care Act. And that whole thing, if you like your health care plan, you can keep it. Bullshit. You like your doctor, you can keep it. Bullshit. Uh, the cost, the affordable health care cost, um, the name... The effect of the bill is in the title of the bill, as they all are. Healthcare costs have skyrocketed since the government tried to make them more affordable. All right, go ahead and roll it.
0: So Nina said right here, so Libertarians is trending at 9 on Twitter for telling me to pick crops for free for advocating free insulin, and the Libertarian Party National hasn't said a word. Okay, so now the National Libertarian Party chimes in and says, hi, Nina, glad you asked. None of the things you advocate for are free they require labor and materials which need to be compensated for. Otherwise, you are advocating for slavery. Hope this helps. Nina responds, taxpayer subsidizing life-saving medicine is not equal to chattel slavery. If you don't agree with that policy stance, that's one thing. But equating it to chattel slavery is extremely insulting. Hope that helps. God. It doesn't because she's a
1: complete moron. Like, how is it not? How- it's the you know if we're going back to where we were earlier at what point is it not slavery like it, as as the as the National Party said none of the things you advocate for free they require labor and materials which need to be compensated for if you are paying for it out of taxpayer dollars then you are stealing from the taxpayers and you are making them the slaves to pay the people who you are conscripting to make this stuff who are also the slight, you know, who are also being enslaved in this, like, that's, you know, it's slavery with extra steps.
2: (laughs) Right. It's a more humane form of slavery. But yeah, they never actually address. They never actually try to address why it's not slavery. They just kind of scoff at it and act indignant. It's ridiculous. Like, how is it Explain to me the difference? And then we can we can discuss that. You can't just be like, it's insulting. Well, uh, sometimes the truth is insulting. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, if you take from people, like, if, so if, you know, Nina Turner, you know, she's always talking, about, I'm sure she's a big, my body, my choice proponent, right? If you own your body, then you own the fruits of the labor that you produce with your body. And if somebody takes a percentage of that, they've enslaved you for that percentage, um, if they take hundred percent, that's hundred percent slavery. Uh, if they take thirty percent, that's still thirty percent of the time you have been enslaved. Um, if somebody and they have a claim to it. So th- the way their minds work, it's like the government owns one hundred percent of you. They own one hundred percent, they're only taking thirty. you should be grateful that they're only taking thirty. And it's for a good cause, you know, it's for this social contract that we all agreed to. Um, you act like that social contract doesn't even exist, and it's like, well, I never, I never signed shit. I never said it. I never agreed to this. I don't want to be a part of it. You won't let me out. It's just like, that's, that's a hell of a contract. It really is unbelievable. You know, I always joke about this, but they think that Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, when in reality we everybody just joined them on one giant plantation that is the United States of America. We have all been enslaved by the government. Nobody is free. They they own 100% of you. They're only taking 30 or 40 or maybe 50 depending on where you are and how much you earn and everything like that. But if it was if they wanted 70%, then they would take 70. And if they wanted 100, they would take 100 because that's the reality of the situation. Uh, that no slaves were actually freed; they were just sort of let loose on a much bigger plantation. All right, uh, so what else this guy got for us?
0: I don't know. Do we even want to finish? Uh, yeah, we, we did. I
2: think I did. It hard, we gotta finish. Let's finish it.
0: If you don't agree with that policy stance, that's one thing. But equating it to chattel slavery is extremely insulting. Hope that helps, guys. I'm so tired of having these basic, entry level, rudimentary conversations. I'm Me sorry. Too. I get it. Me I get too. it, Libertarian Party. You read like one or two Ayn Rand books, and you thought you found the answer to life. What a fucking retard. You read one uh, F.A. Hayek book or Milton Friedman book or Friedrich von Mises book, and you thought, that's it! I figured Friedrich. it all out. I'm not going to read any other Mises. economists or yeah. philosophers or anything. I what have was... my answer. Uh, Friedrich there is a von Mises.
2: Capitalism
0: is, uh, is justice. So First... let's, let's yeah. talk through this. Hang on, pause. Yeah. It real
2: quick. So, I I also just love this cartoonish view that they have of libertarian. Like, I I don't know one. I I mean, I guess I know one. Maybe like I know Michael Malice is real big on Ayn Rand or whatever. But it's just like, Ayn Rand is sort of like, um, like Cato Institute. Uh, libertarianism. It just seems like rare, like introductory basic to me. And it's just sort of like very well known amongst non-libertarians. So they always say like, oh, maybe you read about that in Ayn Rand novel, but that's not how it works in the real world. And nothing against Ayn Rand, but they can't really name any other great libertarian thinkers. I mean, he got uh, Frederick Hayek, which is like, I don't know, is like, (laughs) if I consider him libertarian. Um. And then Frederick von Mises. There's a there's a Frederick Bastiat. There's a Ludwig von Mises. (laughs) But it's just like, wow, like that. That's the best that you can come up with is Milton Friedman, Ayn Rand and uh, Hayek. Okay.
0: it's free. So why do you say free? Everybody knows what that means. It's a colloquial term. It means free at the point of service, as in paid for by your tax dollars. Which means it's not free. So in other words, we all know we have a government. We have taxes. The only reasonable debate is okay, well, what are the tax rates going to be? How much are we going to give to the government? And what are what's that money going to go towards? That's, That's the, the only debate we adults that. are having. Non-adults are saying, oh, taxation is theft. You gotta eliminate all taxes. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. All of us adults are over here discussing what's the proper tax rate and what should that money go towards? And when you say I think X should be free, you're saying it should be paid for by taxes. So effectively, driving on public roads is free. Why? Because it's paid for with taxes. The fire department is free. Why? Because it's paid for with taxes. Going to elementary school is free. Why? Because it's paid for with taxes. And there's different levels of government. You know, we have local government, state government, federal government, and at you know different levels, the governments do different the government does different things. This is all obvious. We all know that everybody knows this. So when somebody says X is free, it means it's paid for by taxes. We've all agreed in a social contract, hey, government, you could take X percentage of my income, and then here are the things that you deliver in return. That's all it means. That's all it means.
2: Then why, again, like you said, why not just say that? Healthcare should be provided by the government. Healthcare should be paid for by the government. Healthcare should be paid for, you know, insulin should be paid for by the government. Why are they, Why do they say free all the time if they don't mean that? I mean, words mean things. So uh, getting upset at people for pointing out that it's not actually free. Like I used to pay a shitload in taxes when I lived in Chicago. Uh, I never considered the roads free. Every time I had a stroke of fucking check to the goddamn government, I was thinking about the roads <laughs> as any good libertarian would. I i, I mean, this this is just so ridiculous. And then yes, we agreed to this social contract. Can I get out of it? Can, can will you let me out of it please? Let me out of this social contract. I don't even live in the country anymore and I still have to pay taxes there. I don't use the roads, I don't use the government services, I don't use the schools. I um uh, what what else, you know. Yeah. I don't use any of it. But I, I I'm still paying for it. I mean, it's free, but it cost me a fortune.
1: They have they so they use the the free buzzword the same way that New Hampshire Libertarian Party uses the pick crops buzzword. <laughs> right. Like it's you you're going for the you're going for the reaction. You want people to think, oh, it's free, yay! This is a good thing. Yeah, the well, same yeah, way that, it
2: yeah. resonates with it resonates with retards. That's right. that's what they're going for. They know that so many people are going to be like, yeah, it's free, and all these people that you like, a lot of the people that use all these services, um, they don't pay a lot of taxes. So it, it's it's not free for them, but it costs them a lot less than it costs you know somebody who pays hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in taxes to use the exact same roads and the exact same healthcare and the exact same schools and all that shit. It resonates with retards and they know people are, are stupid enough to hear the word free and think, oh yeah, I'm getting something for free.
1: This guy stupid enough to think that.
2: Yeah. Every time I, I only see him like once every like six months or something. Cause he comes out with like some pompous video that I, I that catches my eye, but he looks e- like more douchey than the last time I saw him every single time.
1: If you can't actually grow a beard, just don't, fucking do it like <laughs> what?
2: what's his name again kyle, oh, kyle Kalinski. Kalins- Kalins- yeah it's down at the bottom all right oh yeah definitely a fucking kyle of course
0: but it looks like a can doll that somebody scribbled on chennelly stupid that well it requires labor and materials which need to be compensated for otherwise you're advocating for slavery this is like when ben shapiro said free health free health is actually slavery Free healthcare is is uh, forced labor. That's what it is. No, it's not. It's literally just a, bit, a debate about funding mechanisms. Are you going to fund it in the private market where people have Those to pay sling. out of pocket? Every time they <laughs> yeah, go? Yeah, or are you going to fund it through the public, through the commons, where the bills are paid and the salary paid through the government coffers through tax money?
2: Yeah, it's just a debate oh, about God. funding mechanisms. I agree so slavery is just a debate about how we're going to get the cotton picked i i vote that um we fund it through capital investment some other people uh would, would like it to be funded through black people it's just a funding mechanism we're, we're, that's the and the only reasonable debate is how much that that's the great i mean he is right that we are never realistically getting rid of taxation it's never going away Uh, He's right about that. It should go away. Um, It it should go away just like we abolished slavery in theory. Um, Taxation should go away just the same. We are on the right side of history on this. But it's just like the only reasonable debate is between you know whether or not the top rate is thirty five percent or thirty percent. That's what the adults are discussing. (sighs) Just the funding mechanism. All right. We got a couple more minutes of this guy. You can do it, Justin. Come on.
1: There's a reason I blocked him like a year ago. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hating you a little bit more
0: for every minute that I have to watch this guy. Like the idea that all government anywhere ever equals slavery—that is so idiotic, ahistorical, and uh, you know against not. everybody's normal intuitions—that you. This is why you get laughed out of the room, Libertarian Party. This is why nobody takes you seriously. It's like when they have the debates and the guys are arguing for the right of like, bro, no, we shouldn't have age of consent laws, bro. What are you talking about? No, we shouldn't have driver's licenses, bro. Wasn't there a libertarian debate one time where somebody showed up naked and they said, it's my right to do this if I want to do this. This is where you guys are. So instead of the Libertarian Party nationally coming out and saying, hey, man, um, we condemn the New Hampshire Libertarian Party that just told a black woman to go pick props for free. We condemn that oh, we understand the intellectual point they were trying to make, but we don't agree with it. Instead of doing that, what do they do? They double down And hit you with the dumbest Ayn Rand talking points you can imagine. Actually, nothing is free. <laughs> you know yeah. what people mean. Stop being professionally stupid. They're showing their whole ass on the timeline, man. They really yeah. are. It's actually kind of embarrassing. It, it's it's a great example of, like, self disenfranchisement, you know. And, uh, it shows that it shows how cringe the super libertarian phase can be that many young people go through. You know? Like this is the logical end result of that. These are the kind of fights that you end up picking. Super duper embarrassing. Hey y'all, do music. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, it's not that embarrassing. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, at no point in that video did he address the argument that the libertarian like these idiots are making. At no point, he just called them idiots and like made fun of other idiots that did stupid the naked guy on stage, um, the yeah, the libertarians that would argue against age of consent law, like which I I think that stuff is very um counterproductive and it gives them ammunition that they can just sort of straw man arguments and not deal with the uh the subject at hand. They can just be like, oh well, nobody takes you seriously. You didn't treat a naked guy up on stage before. And she's like, yeah, like 10 years ago, guy, like, <laughs> I don't know. There are fucking crazy people. I mean, how many uh unhinged leftists are out in the streets, like taking off their clothes and gluing themselves to the streets? And <laughs> like, what is that? That's the argument now? Like, we're just not going to address anything you say because there are crazy people doing stupid things. All right. And I like it's also young kids. It's only young Young kids, um, what, 95% Democrat, maybe? Yeah, by and large. I mean, just insane goes for the leftist party. And and then there's that old saying, you know, if you're not uh, like a liberal when you're like in your 20s, you don't have a. A heart and if you're not a conservative in your 30s you don't have a brain or something and then there's all these old people that are making fun of libertarians it's like this is just something a phase that kids go through it's like i didn't know any libertarians when i was a kid none i knew a lot of liberal democrats a lot of liberal democrats
1: there are some statistics that show that young people especially young males uh college age are starting to move more right than they have previously, and a lot of it is because of the extreme psychosis that is the left and the bullshit that they're constantly promoting. Like they're they're effectively making themselves unappealing to young males. So there is currently a shift, but it's not like some uh it's not like some monumental thing where you've got like all young people are going through a libertarian or a conservative phase or anything like that. So. Yeah uh, I don't know this guy is, he he's insufferable.
2: Huh? Well yeah, I mean he's he's clearly on the you know the really smart party that uh, considers there there to be uh, an unlimited number of genders and uh you know, just they can't define what a woman is. They're not the embarrassing ones. They're not the jokes. It's um, libertarians who have well-thought-out, reasoned arguments for everything that nobody w- will sit down and debate them on any of these topics seriously. So, yeah, it's very telling that they can take that whole thing and they just scream racism and uh, call call you an idiot. And that's I, all they got.
1: If racism is what you took from everything, especially from the the reply – That LP National guy, Gabe. If racism is your takeaway from that, you're a fucking moron. Like you, you don't have comprehensive ability.
2: Yeah, you've you've really missed the point. Um. Yeah. I guess we uh, we probably got to wrap on that. But go check out the the substack because I wrote extensively on how taxation is theft and the social contract. So if you need a well thought out reasoned argument. I don't think I pulled any of it for mine, ran, but <laughs> uh maybe that uh Frederick von Mises guy. <laughs> I like his work. Um <laughs> uh, go go check that out because uh I spent a lot of time on it and I think it's one of the most comprehensive, just dismantling of the, the this whole idea of a social contract, and it's very good work if I do say so myself. I
1: think I got some books by that Frederick guy back there on the shelf. Somewhere.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, You got anything to plug? Anything coming up?
1: Absolutely not. I'm taking the rest of the month off from all of my normal stuff. I'm just doing this because I love you so much.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Love you too. I have, what am I? I have something. I think, yeah. On August 2nd, I'm doing the Expat Money Show. Mikhail Thorup. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. that. That's the only thing I got coming up, I think. I got to send them some stuff for that. But yeah, that should be a lot of fun. I love that guy. And uh, yeah, we'll get out of here on this. It's really hot here and the sun's out for a little bit. I might go try to sneak in a beach walk. You never know. So yeah, go check out.
1: Want to try for a live stream on Friday?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We don't don't even have to try. I'm back on schedule. So we'll do a live stream Friday. We'll do a happy hour Friday. Were we doing 7.30? central time happy hour friday we're gonna get back i know we, we missed uh, a lot of them so we will be we're gonna hit the ground running this week back in the swing of things check out the Substack. follow us on twitter i'll link to everything in the description and if you want to get in on the friday night happy hours you have to become a supporting listener of the show or the Substack. and um that's it do all that for us We'll be back on Friday live with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you guys know what to do. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.